Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Ooh. here with you on a Wednesday morning. Actually, you know what? Let's make this a Tuesday afternoon. We didn't do a Tuesday podcast. Once Joel and I get done recording, we'll go ahead and throw this one up live for you. Uh, but this will be the last one for the week. We're, I'm taking the rest of the week off. Gonna, gonna you know, gonna recharge the batteries for this final push of 2020. I think. I think. You know, I don't like to be entitled at all. You right. know, I, I'm not better than any any man nor woman. However. I will say that I think if if there's any podcasters in the world mm-hmm. that that deserve a a break a break a respite, it's us. Okay. I mean, we we soldiered through the the mess that was the summer. We did with nothing going on. We did. I think we've provided. Well, I don't want to say quality content. We provided content. We provided content. <laughs> it's up to you to determine if it was good or it, not. It is now the Christmas season. It is. I think we should give ourselves a gift of a few days off, so we will. All right. Well, we're going to do that. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This holiday season, make sure Strange Brew Coffeehouse is on the list of places you're going to swing. You know you've got a coffee lover in the family, somebody that wakes up every morning and wants to brew a cup of coffee. Well, then you need to get them some Strange Brew Coffee. Go to Strange Brew's website. They're my Shopify pages right there. And, of course, you can always just buy a gift card if you've got people here in Starville or if you're in Starville. And, hey, buy one for yourself. Put it in your own stocking. I won't say anything. Nobody's going to say a word to you. And, of course, right now, I have to go get me one of these big Debras. Have you seen these things? I've seen them. I have to go get one, I think. I feel like, I feel like I'm missing out. Is it FOMO? It's FOMO. I've got the FOMO of the big Debras. They're going to go away, and I didn't get one. I don't, I don't know that I've ever used that, but well, you've used felt it felt appropriate. You've used it now. So All the cool kids are saying it. Th- that They are. They are. I'm, I mean, you know, now we are, so we've sort of ruined it for them. Um <clears throat> So yeah, Strange Brew Coffee House this holiday season. Make sure you are shopping with them. And of course, shop with College Corner, our good friends over there. And boy, they had a ton of specials for you last week. Hope you took advantage of them. I'm sure there'll be some more coming this Christmas season. You know you've got Bulldogs in the family. You need new maroon and white merchandise. This is the time to do it. Go, go to collegecornerstore.com. Shop online. They'll ship just about anywhere. And, of course, you can always go to their two locations in Jackson. Uh, they're enriched by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And shop right there. Get some great Great new maroon and white stuff this Christmas at College Corner. We're running down to the end of the year here. 2021 needs to be the best year for your business ever. We're going to make that happen with you by calling Advantage Business Systems and upgrading the technology in your office today. Don't go another year without upgrading. Don't go another year with that same old outdated technology that's keeping your business from doing its best. You need to call Advantage Business Systems right now find out how they can get you up to date and making big money in 2021. Call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com to find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. A little different kind of pod today. We are going to do the rumblings, but there's a lot of news that we haven't gotten to. 
So we're going to get to the news first, and then we'll go into the rumbling. So it's going to be a, if it's the last one of the week, it's going to be a long one. Maybe you can break it up over two days. That'd be a good idea. You know, you know, stop us after the news. Yeah, start back fresh tomorrow with the rumblings. I see that uh, Brandon Walker's wrestling podcast is live. That's that's going to be uh, listened to as soon as we get done here. I promise. Yeah, you is that. It, so it's up. It's up. It's up and running. Yeah, episode okay. one. So we'll have to flare to- on. Why would you why give it away like that? Well, I didn't. I didn't give it away. I'm asking. It was a wrestling podcast. I just thought that'd be a good. It doesn't appear to be to uh, any type of uh, interviews on this show. So he just got a lot of a lot of different topics, though. So I'm looking forward to that, though. Yeah, big time. Well, I mean, we're talking about it's a podcast about one of our favorite things, yep. hosted by one of our favorite people. Yeah. So why not? And All for right. you six pack folks that think we're uh, losers, we got two words for you. <laughs> Uh All right, let's talk MSU basketball. We haven't talked any of it. They've played three games, and we have not brought up this team one time. One and two. Oh, we did. We did a pod after the first game, didn't we? Did we talk about Wednesday? That Wednesday night after the opener. Yeah, for just a second. Did we? I think. Uh, We may have. We may have just brought them up in passing. I mean, a lot of egg bowl talk (laughs) last week. Um, But they're one and two now. You were there at the hump last night. I I skipped out on that. From you know, it was my birthday. Um, that was my birthday gift to myself, yeah. basically. Um, what did you think of the team watching them play live for the first time? I think this team is going to struggle mightily offensively. Um, DJ Stewart, it's really some of the same things that I, I think we've said about the team all along. DJ Stewart's going to have to be an alpha. And to his ever-loving credit, he was on Monday night. If you watch that game, he was... He was outstanding. He 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 defends well on the perimeter. Uh, scored a career high twenty three points. Was red hot from three. He can do a lot of things for you if he's that player. Um, and Tolu Smith can do what he continues to totally. do. Tolu totally. Smith. I, I'm right. sorry. I'm getting football in the brain. I guess Tolu Smith can c- continue to do what he's been doing. Um, when when Iverson Molinar returns, supposed to, supposed to be back this coming Friday. That takes more pressure off of DJ, um, who's been running the points on. And Which is not what he is no, meant to do. No, and he's still been playing pretty well doing that. I mean, when he can get back what he's doing comfortable, what he's comfortable doing. Molinar, Molinar can, can provide some offense for you, which this team desperately needs. I mean, like, like Ben Howland said last night after the game, Molinar, Stewart, and, and Smith are going to be your three leading scorers when the season is over. And uh, to, to get one of those three back is obviously huge. Yeah. And and right now, I think that's this team's biggest issue is just who's going to score for you. Right. And, and it's those three guys. They're figuring things out. Yeah, yeah. It's those three guys. So if any of those three aren't in, that, that's a tremendous hit to this team. And, and and Iverson, of course, didn't play the first three games. And I think you saw that to an extent. Now, I'm not saying that the result of those games are different if he plays. Maybe it is, maybe it didn't. But, but that that is a big piece uh, uh, of this team and but watching last night i mean it's obvious they're going to be it's obvious to me that this is probably going to be a roller coaster type of year if everything clicks and dj plays well and tolu plays well and iverson when he's back plays well and you get abdullah do not in foul trouble which he was last night he has been this season and has been this season um if you can get everything to click i mean this team can be competitive i think on any given night um but it's not a team, I don't think, that can be off its game at all and be competitive. They they have to bring their best most every night. You know, 
if you're good enough, some 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 days you can be a little bit off and and still kind of escape. I don't think this is a team that's that's built like that. You're gonna have to be clicking on on all cylinders. That's yeah. it. I mean, state last night you saw some promise in the front court. Abdul, like we said, was in foul trouble, and then he goes out. And I thought Javian Davis played well. I thought Quinn Post comes in and gives you I think nine points, yeah. five rebounds. That was very surprising. I, I, mean, I don't know if you're gonna get that every night out of him, but. If you do. If you get even half that out of him. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's okay. And yeah. So you, you got four seemingly serviceable or better guys there in the front court. Yeah. And, and Tulu, I think he's beyond serviceable. I mean, he, he can well, he, be really He looks good. like he's going to deliver on what we talked about preseason with him, that he needs to come in and at least sort of create an aggregate player between Perry and Woodard. He's going to be a guy who's around 14, 15 points and around – eight to ten rebounds a game. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine for, for Mississippi State. Um, I think this team, you know, the first two games, Clemson is not a really good team. Liberty is a good team. They'll be in the NCAA tournament. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me clean that up a little bit. They are an NCAA tournament team. Uh, they'll be in the tournament. Uh, this team last night, I didn't think they were very good. And well, so I, State struggling with them early, we were just like, uh, here we go again. But then, to MSU's credit, in the second half, they didn't. They just completely put them away. I don't want to sound like I I know a ton about my Texas State basketball because I don't. But they were two and zero coming in, and last year they were two wins away from the NCAA tournament at least because they were in the semifinals of their conference tournament a year ago. Yeah, and I think they brought back most everybody. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, look, it's it's Texas State, and it's a team that an SEC school should beat. I'm not trying to. You know, pump Texas State up to be something that they're not, but you know they they weren't the local rec team, right? I mean, they, 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 this was a team that there are a lot worse teams in Texas State, and, yeah. and so I mean, it was a pretty solid win for State to come out and in the second half do what they did and, and comfortably win. Uh, and, and man, they needed it. You know, you, you if they had lost this game on Monday night and you're zero and three, yes, and Season's over. It really kind of is. Yeah. I mean, because... What are you playing for at that point? <laughs> How many people were there last night? Uh, six. <laughs> I'm kidding. There were not many people there. But, I mean, you're allowed 25%. Yeah, but it was nowhere in the vicinity yeah, but, of 25%. You, but it's also a Monday. You do it, Your next game is on a Friday. That, that's a game you could get people at. Yeah. I mean, really... If but you, if they were 0-3, nobody's coming. If you counted the cheerleaders, everybody on the court, the media and everything, I don't know that you had... 400 people in the building. Goodness. Um, any other takeaways just from the early going? You also saw the women on Sunday night, did you not? I did. I did. I mean, they're fast-paced, man. Even fat, you know, even quicker than uh, – Schaefer likes to play quick sometimes, but, I mean, this is like a – Nikki's talked about it a lot, but running that full-court transition-style offense and State shooting a lot of threes and hitting a lot of threes. Um, they were up 43, right, and then – they JSU were up big. I can't a, remember the exact number, JSU but they, closed they were, they were a big. Run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was forty-three. Yeah, I believe that's right. So, but a, a more a more pace team, more pacey kind of team. Yeah, it, it really was fun to fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, just their quickness and getting up shots. When, when you're getting up shots and you're making shots and, and you're playing quick, that's that is fun to watch. I haven't seen them yet. Obviously, I always thought Schaefer's teams were fun to watch because of the way they just demolished people. Like they, they really sort of crack their will to live at some points. <laughs> Whereas it looks like this team is just going to beat, beat, beat you up for you know they're 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 not going to let you make mistakes. They're going to take the fight to you, sort of thing. So yeah. 
I'm interested to see them. Uh, I think that's also this week as well. Of course, they had a game canceled. If you saw that, USM is shutting things down. Uh, they will be uh, – uh, when, when is the 12th was that game scheduled for? Is that correct? Uh, yes, it was scheduled for the 12th. I, I'm interested to see, and, and we may find out some more on this later on Tuesday. We're supposed to talk to, to Nikki McCray-Pinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if State will attempt to – Throw another game in there, similar to similar the what they did. to the Jackson State deal, where they How? last minute scheduled that. We just sort of joked around for a second there about not being a lot of people at the hump Monday. There were no people at the hump Sunday. What was that like? Well, to clarify, there wasn't. There were people there. I don't want to say that on on Monday for the men's game, but there weren't many, so it wasn't that great a difference of the two atmospheres. But uh-huh. um, yeah, it was weird Sunday to have. I mean, really, no cheering. The only cheering you had was from the benches. So it, that was awkward. Um, yeah, it really did. It felt like we were watching a glorified scrimmage, mm-hmm. kind of. Maybe even more so because just the visual of it. Uh, we're sitting up, you know, in the top of the hump now as media. And you look down and state's benches are on the opposite side. Well, state and the visitor benches are on the opposite side of the court from what they used to be. And everybody's all spread out six feet or more. All the chairs are kind of staggered. And it, 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 it's just weird. It's just a weird visual. Yeah. Uh, particularly when there's no one in the building. And all you hear are the people on the court playing. Yeah, it was it was something, man. And uh, to, to their ever-loving credit, State comes out of the locker room for the game and they're sitting there waving their arms, trying to pump up the. I guess you remember when we, we used to play backyard baseball and you had Ghost Runner on set. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they had Ghost fans. Ghost fans. They're they're, they're pumping them up. Uh, you see anything that didn't that would change the way you thought about that team preseason? No. They're, they're good. They look they look like they're, they're good. good. Yeah. Madison Hayes. Re, you know, I, I, she had a, a really good line, like six, seven points, seven, eight rebounds, something like that. Yeah. A few uh, assists. I mean, obviously, a young player is going to have some growing to do, but it was a. Pretty impressive debut, I thought, for sure. I, I guess what impressed me the most out of that team was just the number of threes they shot. I think it was 29 or 30. Yeah, some of that. Something like that, and made 12 or 13 of them. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be the plan. Yeah. Nikki said afterwards she don't want her players to be scared. If you get an open shot, you better take it and you better make it. <laughs> and uh, if you don't, uh, you'll be on there over there coaching by her, she says. So I like that. <laughs> I like that. All right, so women back in action on Wednesday, uh, 7 o'clock tip against New Orleans, and uh, the men are back on Friday. Uh, that is a uh, 7 o'clock tip as well against North Texas. So some Bulldog basketball this week for you to check out. And then the Wednesday game, you know, the Sunday game with the no fans was just a one-time deal. There will be yeah. fans allowed uh, Yeah, it was just scheduled so late. And, and if you can't make it, there's also television. It's on SEC Network Plus uh, as well. All right, uh, enough basketball. we got something else we need to talk about real quick. All right, this recruiting update is brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. They are back up, open, and running. You need to head by there and get yourself some steaks. Some steaks for Santa, as we've been telling you. This this holiday season, enough with the cookies and milk. Leave that man a steak. You want good presents? My goodness. He's going to hook you up after he comes in, comes down the chimney and sees that beautifully seared ribeye, medium rare waiting for him. Maybe a baked potato? I don't know. Does Santa eat on the way out or on the way in? I think he grabs uh, something, uh, 
I think he grabs like a light something on the way out, and then he because know, he knows the rest of the night he'll be be taking cookies and milk from everybody yeah. the rest of the way. So that's how I, I that's my approximation of it. Yeah, or he could. Nibble. I haven't ever actually spoken to the man. Maybe he just nibbles as he puts the presents under the tree. You know, he grabs grabs a little here, there, a little yeah. There. yeah. Or in, in in your example, you know, cuts him a slab of steak and just kind of. I'm telling you, if you leave Santa a steak, there'll be nothing left. You know, sometimes he leaves like a bite of cookie left. There'll be nothing left if you leave him a welcome home beef ribeye steak. I'm just, I'm just making that clear to you. And there won't be any left if you cook one for yourself because they're just that delicious. Swing by there today. Call them at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com and find out what you're going to get for under the tree or, more importantly, in the oven, in the pan, on the grill this holiday season. Whatever it is, one thing's for sure. It just tastes good. Very busy day on the recruiting front these past really? 24 really hours. It has been. Let's start with the addition, and that is wide receiver Rodarius Thomas, 6'1", 185, out of Eufaula, Alabama. Three-star prospect was previously committed uh, to South Carolina, decommitted from them uh, a few weeks back, and now on the Mississippi State uh, commitment list. Is that is that are they talking about him? All, they are. They are. That, that was um, trying to get us some more information there. <laughs> um, looks like a good you know commitment. You're talking about a guy who had. I mean, think about it like this. Normally, when state at this point in the recruiting process is picking up new guys, you're you're, you're stealing them away from Louisiana Monroe and South Alabama and Troy to get a guy who was you know, committed to another SEC school. This this staff seems to be doing a much better job. With the the next tier of guys, they had their first tier of guys they went after. They've gotten those a lot of those guys. Some of them obviously they missed out on. But the next tier of guys isn't just a bunch of guys with group of five offers. Yeah, it's not just throwing guys in there to fill out your class. Yeah, you know you're you're not just adding names. You're you're adding guys that other, you know, like I said, SEC institutions wanted guys that theoretically should should be productive for you down the road and i mean how many of us can remember when previous staffs were just left kind of scraping the barrel trying to throw somebody in these spots and i I don't think when you add a a guy that was committed to a south carolina for a a time you know that's not that's not scraping the bottom of the barrel i mean i'm not we'll see what thomas turns into but he certainly is an sec caliber uh prospect so yeah would agree with that there's been multiple times where as you said State has had to, uh, as they fill out their class, go elsewhere with guys that you just kind of knew wasn't going to fit or wasn't going to turn into much. Right. No question about that. Then two decommitments from this class the past couple days, safety Mizell Williams and running back Amarion Howard of Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, They have both left the class. All indications are these were – not mutual decisions. This was Mississippi State saying, we are moving on from you. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people get that. No, because the school can't come out and they say, can't come out and say we, that. Have, we have dropped this play. But it's always so funny, post these articles about guys decommitting and, and things and a lot of like Facebook comments and stuff. What a bad decision by this kid. Kind of Well, the kid was basically told probably, you know, if, if you want to, Basically, we're going in a different direction, and we may help you try and find a landing spot here. But uh, thanks, but no thanks, kind of. It was. A, it, it's oftentimes it's not the kid's decision. Sometimes it is, uh, but all indications are in the last few days. The, the, these last couple of decommitments, it's just been guys that state had to move on from. <laughs> yeah, they 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 had other options that they 
like better, and and we will see if that indeed is the case. But but yeah, it's um, best of luck to to those guys. Marion in, in particular, a guy that I've covered in high school and things, really good kid. Talked to him on the phone several times over the last year or so, and mm-hmm. wish nothing but the best for for that guy. Re- really really good guy. So, uh, but yeah, it does seem like in 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 Marion's case, committed to Joe. Uh, I guess a year ago. I mean, he's been a commit for a year, but yeah. never really seemed to me like he was a guy that fit the air raid. No, no, definitely a guy. A Mullen system, a Moorhead system, sure. The lead system, not not so much. So we'll see where those guys end up. And I would expect, based on what you're reading on 24-7. Another. Another one, Cortez Eatman. He didn't even play football this year. This guy's. This is one of those problems I have with, with rankings. This guy is rated as the number nine Juco prospect in the country. He didn't play football this year. So no, that's not. He won't be in the class either. Uh, State does it. It seems to have plenty of guys, you know, on, on the back end here that they're going to be going after. Uh, Calvin Johnson, the second uh, out of French camp, who has just had a meteoric rise over the past few weeks, who went from a Navy commitment to picking up offers from just about everybody across the country. Jarquez Hunter. Jarquez Hunter from uh, Neshoba Central is a guy that getting picking up some crystal balls today. Demarcus Smith, a defensive end out of Alabama who was committed to Ole Miss, looks like he's going to be headed to Mississippi State. Ty Cooper is Ty Cooper guy is just sort of out there, and you know you, he's always kind of felt like State was the favorite there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but Ole Miss uh, is in that too. They they are, and of course you know. I don't know if you saw this today, but our, our well, he's not our friend, but Yancey Porter tweeted, how many commitments will Ole Miss flip from Mississippi State today? And did a poll. And uh, so they are expecting, they expect with Luke Altmaier uh, apparently going to commit to them very soon. He just decommitted from Florida State. Well, that's not flipping from Mississippi Well, they State. expect them to be uh, a key player, you know, a guy who, well, I mean, you got to think, you know, they get, when they have the All-Star game, he'll be down there talking to a lot of those guys. So will Ty Keys, but Ty Keys, I don't think he's going to flip anybody from to Tulane. But a guy like Brandon Buckhalter is going to be a hot target the rest of the way. We'll see what happens. MSU now with five receivers. So if they lose a guy like Buckhalter, I mean, it, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. You, you don't want to lose him. Isn't Buckhalter and MJ Daniels, aren't they kind of They're supposed buddies. to be pretty tight, yeah. That 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 would that would be kind of the fear, right? right well, like one of them goes, and so they they kind of well, the, tag the team issue together. with that though is that with Daniels is that the, the people don't people close to him don't believe Ole Miss is like a real factor there. That it's more Texas A and M. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know. And Daniel, well, we we mentioned uh, Rodarius Thomas a minute ago. I, I saw Daniels was one of the. Uh, I think one of the first guys to chime in, like "Welcome to the family," kind of. Deal, yeah, so. yeah. So you just don't ever know with these kind of things. Last thing you can do is judge a recruiting process by Twitter. Right. We're two weeks away from signing day. We'll fi- figure it all out when it, when it, when it gets there, though. So uh, MSU's class currently ranked 24th nationally, uh, eighth in the SEC with 19 commitments. They're going to finish around 25, 26 commitments, and uh, you know a couple of those guys will be uh, transfers. There's a lot of talk about Jonathan Alexander, defensive back from Kansas State, uh, joining this class. I would expect a couple other guys to possibly, you know, get involved at some point. Maybe a defensive end, a defensive lineman of some sort. Wouldn't be surprised, you know, if uh, what's what I'm looking for. Uh, if you find like a can't miss receiver kind of deal, you know, not that it didn't work out, but it, a Tyrell Shavers type of guy, you would probably go after them as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, that's 23 minutes of news. If you want to stop here and call that today's podcast, and then tomorrow you got the rumblings as your choice, but we are going to go ahead and dive right into them uh, here on Thunder and Lightning. Let's get them going. A lot of questions, and that's good. So I appreciate that. Uh, let's see here. Where are? Where do we start here? Nope. 
Brought it back. <laughs> Normally I have them up, run, up and running, but I didn't today. Uh, here we go. Our first one is from uh, Ford Polk, who asks, Would you rather be choke slammed by Kane or given The Undertaker's last ride? Choke slammed by Kane. Yeah, I'm agree. A lot more control in that. The last ride has potential that you're going to slam your head on the back of the mat and concuss yourself. There, there's that and the fact that you're up so high. Taker is picking you up really high. Really high. I've seen Kane deliver some choke slams where you're only like Kane chest high, which yeah. is still high. Yeah. But it's not like un- yeah. above Undertaker. I definitely Undertaker's would rather be choke slammed. So. Yeah. Alexandra Watson wants to know Does it make me a. Oh, she, by the way, she made me. I a, saw it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That looked good. If you want a slice? You just let me know. If you, if you finally want to have some dessert, <laughs> could her cheesecake be what breaks you? I don't know. Uh, does it make me a petty person when I'm at work and someone buys an old Miss shirt that I fold it backwards so the old Miss part is on the inside and can't be seen? I love this question, first and foremost. I love the pettiness. So much pettiness these days. It's almost like it's a real rivalry. I don't know what to tell you. Um, no, it doesn't make you bad. That's not overly petty. It could be a lot worse. You could be like double bagging it, like wrapping it up in the bag and then wrap it all the way up and then put it in. The, I don't want to touch that, you know? It's just petty enough. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's it's the perfect amount of pettiness. Petty perfection. You petty perfection. I'm in. All right then. <laughs> uh, Ricky Reynolds, first off, wishes me a happy birthday. Appreciate that. Uh, for the rumblings, why do we park in a driveway but drive on a parkway? That's one of life's unanswerable. It really questions. is. I don't, I don't know that there's anyone alive now, in the past, mm-hmm. in the days to come, mm-hmm. that will be able to answer that. No, question. no, no idea. No idea. I, I, I mean. Because you were getting ready to drive mm-hmm. when you were on the driveway. Yeah, I guess. Backing out or yeah. whatever. And but you're, you're not getting get ready to park, park on a parkway. parkway. Well, you're going to park somewhere. Eventually. It could be miles away from there, though. So I don't know. But you're on the way to park. Uh, I guess. Somewhere. You're always, if you think about it, anytime you're in your car, mm-hmm. you are on the way to park. Somewhere. No, you're right. You're right about that. All right. Uh, Justin Strawn at a very reasonable 8.09 p.m. Uh, if the last two games are indeed signs the offense is finding its way, it appears Jaden Wally is head and shoulders above the rest of the receivers. Will he rewrite the receiving record book for Mississippi State? I mean, it's just it's, it, it's way too early for this kind of it's stuff. It's so tough to tell. Like, is what if Theodore Knox and Buck Halter yeah. and those guys come in and are just studs too? Um, Malik Heath, you know, he'll probably be around another couple years. What if he continues to? To, to grow and develop. Spivey, man, he looked like a monster there for a little while the other day yeah. in Oxford. Like, could he continue to... It, it kind of depends on how the guys around him develop. I really think part of Wally's surge towards superstardom here lately mm-hmm. is, I mean, he's just the best state has right now. Yeah. And next year is he going totally to continue to be totally the different. best? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, right now he's playing really well. Uh, let's see here. I didn't get a sense of feeling of outrage from the fans after the loss. Did either of you get the same feeling and how improbable if that is that if it's correct? Yeah, there's not a lot of outrage. No, I mean, there, there's still some of that, God, oh, got to listen to them for 365. Yeah. There's still some of that, but I, I think it is safe to say it's up there, if not the winner of the least disappointing loss in the Egg Bowl ever. Right. No, I agree with that. Just... And I know that's weird, but just based on what – it's just the situation that State found itself in after the change to Leach and then, of course, there was the crazy of week one that we nobody really saw coming. And then the struggles for a month and a half, and, and then you, you start to see State – some signs that what Leach has been wanting to do, the foundation's getting laid for it. I, I just really feel like State is 
comes out of that in a pretty good spot. I agree with you. I agree with you. Last one from Justin. Uh, which unintended use of Legos are Legos better at? Storytelling medium because all of the Lego-based movies are really good, or bringer of pain because you lose the will to live if you step on one? The Lego movies are good. I haven't. I don't guess I've seen any of the Lego movies. I played a Lego Batman game. And you haven't a Le- seen Lego, Lego Batman. Lego Lord of the Rings game. You need to. You need to watch Lego Batman. Or are the are the uh, movies like the games in that? But the games basically try to make fun of some scenes in movies. Do, do the movies do that too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, then I do little, need to watch these movies. You need to watch them. Because you know, I, I chuckle. That's the only one I've seen, though. Okay. But yes, the the correct answer, though, is the bringer of pain. Because nothing is worse than stepping on a Lego. I don't know that we have actual Legos in the house, mm-hmm. but we have blocks. and Oh, they're not good. Yeah. They're not good. Uh, JC wants to know, uh, how can someone pass for 440 yards and three touchdowns and not be named SEC Freshman of the Week over someone who didn't account for a single touchdown? I had an issue with this, with Basilite getting the, that honor over Rodgers. It's it's only because they won. Yeah. But he didn't have – I mean, he had a good game, but he did not do anything close to what Rodgers did. You know? No. And if and I, I don't want to go too far down the road. <laughs> I really don't. But if we're going to give Sarah Fuller, SEC Special Teams Player of the Week, her team lost, and she's on the field for one play. Come on. you got to give Rodgers SEC Freshman of the Week. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. Uh, is it safe to say Jaden Wally is the most talented freshman wide receiver state has had since Chad Bumpus? I would put Dorania Wilson in that group. Dorania Wilson had a good freshman year. So you certainly saw a lot of talent from him. I'm trying to think. What kind of freshman year did Fred have? Fred, no, he, I think he Was redshirted. Good? He redshirted. Okay. Yeah. And then his freshman year would have been... Uh, or maybe he didn't redshirt, but he didn't play much in 13. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, Fred Ross is not on that list. No. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's move on because I don't know the answer to his next question, so I'm not even going to try it. Would I know it? No. Okay. It's a difficult question. Very deep. Um, after looking at the 2021 schedule, this is the Allegheny Boys tennis program. By you the way, you trying to call me stupid? We're both stupid. Yeah, that's true. I, I I said that I didn't know either. Yeah, that's true. So. After looking at the 2021 football schedule, I'm guessing State will be 7-5 and five in the regular season based on continued improvement. Minimum of 5, maximum of 9. Is this crazy? Well, I think that's the, probably the truth about just about every year for Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, even, even this year, when you think about it, if State plays the entirety of the regular schedule, things kind of play out like they do. Of course, you don't get the Vandy win because you wouldn't have played Vandy. Mm-hmm. But you probably win. Next year you do, though. Yeah, you do. That's right. So... Next year, conference wins. Uh, I mean, obviously you can't take anything for granted, no, right? Arkansas no. is going to be better next year. Ole Miss is going to continue to improve. But you you feel like you're going to have a chance in the Arkansas game, mm-hmm. the Vandy game, the, Kentucky the Ole game. Miss game, the Kentucky game. And uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe Auburn. Yeah, maybe Texas Maybe A&M. LSU. Yeah, LSU is a – yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 7-5. and five. I feel like you have a lot of toss-ups next year. There's a lot of toss-ups. But you have non-conference games you feel like you can win. you got North Carolina State coming here. Um, which, by the way, have they, have they issued anything? I, I may ask John Cohen, just what are they going to do with that series? Like, when are we? When is Mississippi State going to have to travel to North Carolina State? Uh, it's so difficult because all the, you know, the schedule's, yeah, the schedule's playing out through like 2078. Unless, <laughs> unless you're going to play two power fives in one year, which I wouldn't recommend. So, um, other one from a tennis program. What's your best birthday memory? 
Every time I think about my birthdays growing up, they mm-hmm. were all very much the same from the time I was like eight until the time I was like 14. In that everybody's birthday, mine included, the guys just kind of got together and played baseball all day. That's a good just in, in, in somebody's backyard. And if it happened to be somebody's birthday, the only difference was parents showed up and there were gifts and cake. But uh, we did a lot of that gathering and playing baseball, even just a random Tuesday in the middle of the summer or something. But yeah, it, it was a birthday. There was cake and food and gifts. Right. So That's good. When, I, when I think of it, though, I think of like backyard baseball with cake and food and gifts. Okay. Mine is the 1996 Egg Bowl. The only bur- Egg Bowl that's been played on my birthday. 17 nothing Mississippi State in Oxford. That's a good birthday. It was the 21st. How was that possible that in all the years of your life, well, I mean, that was the only the one last when day your birthday November, has never changed and the game is always it was within so, like a day in, or two? In 13, it was supposed to be on my birthday, and then they moved it to Thanksgiving. The original schedule had it on my birthday. Okay. So it just, it just never has. I mean, it, I think it back. It could have happened from like 75, 76 to, you know, 83 or something when I wasn't yeah. really aware of what was going on. But since then, no. So. Uh, let's see here. Matthew Anthony, this has been a season unlike any other. If you could redo one season in MSU sports history for any sport, what would it be? Like just relive it or, or start it over? It's a redo. So, I mean, how, what are we doing here then? Are we just going to have to wa- rewatch the entire season, play out, knowing what's going to happen the whole way? Or do we get to like change something? And wouldn't you change the 13 College World Series team? I mean, it, it, that's my answer, even if I had to just um, just watch it all again. Because I had so much. That, that 2013 baseball season, and remember, that's before I'm on the beat, so that's just Joel, the fan, sitting in the stands following that team around. Um, that was maybe the most fun I've ever had as a fan in any sport, 2014 football included. Um, I, I had so much fun following that 2013 baseball team. I, that that may be my answer, regardless of what you're doing here. If you want to change up something and try and win it, then yeah, I'd like to change it and win the national championship there. Okay. If you want to just relive it, I, it may be that too, just because of the amount of fun I had from February to June that year. Yeah. First ever time I'd been to Omaha too, yeah. so a lot of fun in that. Another one from Matthew. Do you ever see Coach Leach landing a dual-threat quarterback to run a variation of the airway, such as how Oklahoma and Cliff Kingsbury run it? No. No. I do not see that. Simple <laughs> as that. Uh, Josh Smith wants our thoughts on Austin Williams touching the ball while out, of, while out of bounds after the fumble. I've watched the stills and I've seen the replay. I think the Ole Miss player has possession of the ball, so it doesn't matter. That, that's my. That's the way I saw it as well. Um, I know it's – bottom line, should have, would have, could have, but Austin Williams just can't fumble the ball there. That's all it is, yeah. I mean, and he, he did tell you that in post-game interviews. I mean, he – he said that he messed up and and he reached when he shouldn't have reached and ball got not. I mean, you can shoulda, woulda, coulda. Somebody's toe on something, you just can't fumble at the goal line That's like right. that. Yeah, right. He also asked, Josh does. Was I the only one who saw the play clock hit zero well before the snap on the fumble play? I didn't notice it. Evidently, but, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice the? Uh, Apparently, Will Rogers pumped his fist. I didn't see slugged, that. And it happened the rail. I, I didn't see it till yesterday. I wish I had. <laughs> that was fantastic. Will retweeted it. Yeah, uh-huh. it's really, really funny. Um, Carter Bentley wants to know: Is it time to upstate update the state to Sunday's posters on the outside of the stadiums? I yes, yes, definitely. it absolutely is. Who are we putting up there? Dak, Dak and Fletcher Cox can stay, 
And then I'm putting either I'm probably putting Chris Jones, Jeff Simmons. Well, Simmons hasn't made the big contract yet, though. I want I want money. You want this? There. Okay. So do you want Darius Slay, Slay or Bernardrick McKinney? Slay's probably the right answer. Probably. Yeah. And then. But you need to have that Jeff Simmons one on standby, brother. Needs to be ready. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Our friend Brian McDuff. Who is your favorite secondary character on The Office? Um, Angela makes me chuckle a lot. Okay. With her just. <laughs> just all, all, all of her little snide comments and things. And like when she's watching the Jim Pam love start to blossom. And yeah. she just kind of. I don't know. I, right. I enjoy and, and I enjoy her and Dwight's. Interactions, okay, as well. So I'm gonna go with Creed Bratton quality Creed, assurance. Creed's pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, are Christmas tree cakes a top five Little Debbie product? We're just talking about those. I say yes. They're really good. Yeah, I hadn't eaten one in quite a while, but well, I would I would put them up there for sure. All right. And then last one from Brian is a Christmas Carol one of the best original stories of all time? It has been remade in so many forms. Yes. Yeah, I'm a huge Christmas sure. Carol fan. Mm-hmm. I watch it every year this right this time of year. Which, by the way, we're in this time of year now. Brad Haynes uh, wants you to know, does your disdain for your rival extend to the players once they've left the team? For example, I'm beginning to like DK Metcalf and watching him play. How did you handle Deuce on the Saints? Should I be punished? Uh, when Deuce was drafted by the Saints, I was furious. Because I didn't think they needed a, a running back. They still had Ricky Williams at that point. And I was just like, I can't believe this. I, I, I legitimately looked into finding another team for like a week. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. But I was not happy. By the end of it, you know, Deuce was a great saint. And I, you know, that's how I think of him as a saint more than a rebel. I'm sure Ole Miss fans think the opposite. Um, now, I don't know if you're a Seahawks fan or not. But if you're just liking random Ole Miss players in the pros, that, that's a little bit of a problem. <laughs> I, I say. What do you say? It, it kind of depends. Uh, you know, if. Gosh, if if AJ Brown, that's a bad example because I knew AJ before he was a rebel. So that's if DK played for the the Dolphins, mm-hmm. I'd be a humongous DK right. Metcalf fan. Like right. I, to me, when they come to your team, when you when you're pros, it doesn't matter who they play college for. You know, if the Braves sign, you know, fill in random Ole Miss baseball player, and he comes and does whatever, I, you best believe I'm gonna be chopping for that guy as long as he's wearing the Braves uniform. Um, I don't know. I, I think by and large, once they leave school, I kind of you let it go a little bit. Yeah, uh, and there are some players like for me, Dak's one of those guys. You can't look at Dak. I don't think uh, anybody in Mississippi, whether you're a state fan or an Ole Miss fan, I don't think anybody looks at Dak and doesn't think he's a bulldog. Right. Like there are some players that it just kind of sticks to them. Eli Manning was Eli Manning was another one. Was that, he's just a rebel. Yeah. Um, DK, I mean, he had some moments at Ole Miss. But he's only there what a year or two. He played three years, but he only played one full season. Yeah. So it just doesn't. Yeah. I, I mean, he it. was a rebel, but he did he did urinate and simulate in the end zone, though. setting the tone for State's twenty nineteen yeah, Egg Bowl. That's true. That's true. So. Uh, if he hadn't done that, really, butterfly effect, if DK hadn't done that, yeah, then I don't think Elijah Moore does in 2019. Right. No, he does not for sure. And then who knows how the world spins <laughs> off its axis. So, so really, everybody's looked at Elijah Moore and said, he's the one that knocked the world off its axis. 
really it was that's the butterfly it was effect. dk in 2017 that started all this now the seeds were planted in 2017 for sure who started <laughs> coronavirus everything everything Can we happened trace it as back a result to DK? of dk metcalf i don't have a problem with that uh <laughs> My 14-year-old daughter, still with Brad Haynes here, my 14-year-old daughter chooses Alabama as her second team and randomly yells those two words in my house. How do I fix this, or should I just give full custody to my ex-wife? <laughs> Again, people are you know, asking some tough questions these days, and i got to be honest with you. Yeah, she's got to go. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> time to move on, you know? You know you, you've betrayed your father. Betrayal is the ultimate sin. It's pain either way, isn't it? Yeah, so it's pain either way. you got to just... Pick your poison, but if you, but it's a one-time pain. If you do like, all right, you're out. But if you you got to leave her in the house, it's and death you, by a thousand paper saying cuts. roll tide every other day. I mean, yeah, it's, it's eventually you're just gonna lose your mind. Uh, the Office is my favorite show. Netflix announced it is being removed December thirty first. That's gonna hurt a lot of yeah, people. That's gonna hurt me. Uh, I know you're a fellow fan. What's your favorite scene in the series? Oh man, I don't know if I have a favorite scene. I just have a lot of. I got a lot of different stuff here. Yeah. yeah. Things that always make me laugh, uh, when Pam walks in on Michael and he's changing in his office so she sees him, <laughs> I mean, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> the next scene where he like he's like, come in, may I enter? <laughs> She's like, yes, that's why I said come in. <laughs> I don't know if it was the mood I watched it in uh-huh. or, or what, but just that entire Diversity Day episode. Yeah, I I laughed so hard through that yeah. entire thing. Just the awkwardness of some of it, the, and, and the most awkward one is the health insurance one to me. That just makes me <laughs> my skin crawl. At the end, where he's like, he said he had a surprise, so he's like doing the drum roll, and they realize he's got nothing. They walk out. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, my, my it's just awful. After the, like the first couple seasons had the awkward stuff, and then there really wasn't a super awkward one for me until uh, Scott's Tots. Yeah. Which I cannot watch. <laughs> just, but the first the the first scene where Stanley starts laughing, <laughs> has it really been ten years? That makes me laugh. And when Kevin drops the chili, I feel so bad for Kevin in that moment. So, such a good show. Uh, so many great. good. I stopped watching it. Uh, I, I haven't. I like. I, I really stopped. I, I didn't. I, I think it's like season seven. It's the one where Michael hires his nephew. Yeah, that's right about where I got to. I haven't seen the last couple of It's the episode seasons. where he like he spanks his nephew for, for messing up at work. And I was just like, I can't. This yeah. is just, it's just too much. And, and so many, like, I think it's Comedy Central still runs. Uh, yeah. Anytime it's on, I'll, I'll leave it there. And a lot of those times, it's been like some of the ones I've already seen. So I'm very... I'm pretty familiar with the first five, six seasons, and then from then on, I, I either haven't seen it or hadn't seen it, but like maybe once. And yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Steven wishes me happy birthday and thanks me or says I'm sorry for the loss of Samson. Uh, he wants an update on how Brandon Walker is doing after getting eggs thrown at him. He got eggs thrown at him. Mm, I mean, I some egg bowl hazing there. I, I guess don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he's fine. Didn't though. see that. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he cussed. Yeah. Kevin Wright, does it feel like football season is or should be over after the Egg Bowl? It is weird knowing we have two more games. You know, how do you has that? And what really makes it weird is there's not one this weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be really. You know, I think like the Masters, the golf tournament the other day. I think it did really bad TV ratings and things. And I wonder if part of that had to do with folks are just used to watching the Masters in April and not November. 
Yeah. I wonder for like a football player at Mississippi State or Ole Miss, you're so used to playing the Egg Bowl and mm-hmm. then not playing again either the rest of that season yeah. or to bowl season anyway. Like what's the <laughs> like for Errol Thompson, who every year the Egg Bowl is his final regular season game. What's the body clock like when it's oh we still have twenty uh, percent of our season remaining after yeah. this? Yeah, at least twenty percent because look, state, I, state state may still go to a bowl game, folks. That's like, why I think a lot of players have started to opt out. This is when the season would normally be over. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's time. It's time to start getting. And you've seen that at some places, not at state yet, because yeah. I don't know if they have anybody left to opt out that hadn't already. Yeah. But. Well, like Terrace Marshall the other day. A couple people from Texas have done it. So, yeah. Uh, are you asking for or getting anything cool for Christmas this year? I haven't really asked for anything yet. I have no idea. I, I haven't either. Yeah. I mean, I, if anybody wants to just hand me a PS5, I'll take it. But I, I haven't asked <laughs> for that. I'm not getting that this year. I'll go ahead and tell you. I know that. When, when I get a PS5, if I get a PS5, it won't be a gift. It'll be because I went and bought them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, after a few games, what do you think the floor and the ceiling for the basketball team is? We didn't really talk about that. I think the floor is they could be really bad. They could finish with like 10 wins. I think the ceiling is they're an NIT team. I think I think you hit it. I, I, I can't see this team. If they get to the NCAA tournament, man, that would be one of the greatest accomplishments in this yeah, <laughs> basketball program's history because I just don't see that happening. So, yeah, I think you're right. I agree. Ceiling, NIT, floor, yeah, pretty low. We've got a bunch of questions here from TJ Hand. We'll get a couple of them. How much trouble is Ed Orgeron in? A ton. Yeah. They got to they gotta win 10 games next year. Yeah, and all the other crap going on down there. Could they figure out a way, if things don't go well, where they could fire him with cause? With all the, oh, other, with all those, with all the yeah, other mess yeah, going they may on? Have, they may have uh, And not have to pay any out. buyout yeah. or anything. I mean, th- they may have their escape clause, so to speak, if, if they wanted to get one. Yeah, I agree. That whole LSU program from him to basketball and everything else. I mean, how has that not lost institutional control? It is literally it's, it's the entire gonna, institution. Well, they're, 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 they're investigating them right now. If that's not on there, then they just throw the, the charge out. So, uh, Let's see here. One more from uh, from TJ. If Kiffin is successful for a few years, do you see him hanging around or heading to somewhere like Michigan? I mean, I, I, I think he's, he would take the Michigan job this year if he got offered to him. If they fire Harbaugh. I think same thing. His next step will be to a big job, a big job. Agreed. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll be a Michigan. It, it's, it, it's just it's just a matter of when it happens. Yeah. I, I can't see, and this is not some kind of Mississippi State writer taking a shot at Ole Miss. I can't see Ole Miss as Lane Kiffin's destination job. No, it's not a destination job for anybody, and neither is Mississippi State. No, don't don't, don't take that as as a, as a slight. So yeah, the difference is Mike Leach has has shown. He will stay in Washington State or yeah. or Texas Tech. And the or other way to look decade. at that, though, is, is that destination programs haven't offered them the job. Tennessee is my probably the closest one, and that got scrambled. But, I mean, you know, programs like Texas, Michigan, Florida, they're not offering well, them that job. Well, USC is kind of a – right, especially at the time. Yeah, but when did they offer Mike Leach the job? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking Kiffin. No, no, no. I'm talking about Leach. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, did I miss – No, I, I was just thinking of both of them. Can you imagine him in Southern California? Leach? Yeah, that would be fun. I would enjoy watching that. Uh, keep us right. What receiver do you think will emerge alongside Jaden Wally? It's not going to be this year, but I think Tulu Griffin has huge potential. Yeah, I do too. I mean, the guy's he's signing. Uh, Knox has Knox potential. Knox and Neighbors, yeah. Um, 
If you made me pick one, Griffin's the guy I'm going to go yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see Heath taking a big stride forward next year. Malik Heath is taking big steps right yeah, now. Yeah, he, he has. He, he, states, he states number two behind Wally. Wally and Heath, that's a solid one-two combination right now. And Spivey, man, I ain't kidding. He showed me something in Oxford. Like, yeah. I don't, I, it was one of those deals where you kind of thought, where's he been? Throw him some of those short passes. Yeah. That's a guy who can break tackles. <laughs> so, we'll see. Um, he wants to know our Kivas wants to know our favorite Christmas television special. Charlie Brown. Frosty stands out just because I think that I watch that one more than, than okay. any of them. But okay. I'm, I'm cool with Charlie Brown. Rudolph, no. Yeah. Okay. No, I'll tell you what it is. Hmm. I'll tell you what it is. Okay. It's the one I've watched more than any other. All right. It's the Grinch. The, the Grinch. The, the cartoon Grinch. It's a good call. Yeah. I'm I'm a Christmas Carol guy. I always watch Christmas Carol this time of year. Uh, Man, I love the Grinch. I like that little dog. Yeah. <laughs> he always he always made me laugh. I wanted that to be my dog. Rob Montgomery, what's been the biggest reason for the offense's growth the last two weeks? Offensive line play, Will's mobility, or receivers stepping up, or something else? I think it's the offensive I, line. I think it is a little bit of a combination because I think they've kind of went hand-in-hand, hand, the offensive line and Will. Like, they've kind of learned to, for lack of a better way of saying it, dance together a little bit better. Yeah. And – I think that has made all the difference in the world because Will's had more time, and with more time, that does make your receivers better and everything. I I, I tend to credit the offensive line more than anything, but it is a combination of of them and Will kind of figuring things out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Miller Time wants to know, should there be concern about State and Ole Miss being able to have coinciding football success under Leach and Kiffin? Both programs have reasons to be optimistic for the future, but history doesn't favor that happening. Since 1992, there have just been seven seasons where both teams had a winning record, re- winning regular season record, and each had a few stretches where both have been good, followed by one of the programs facing sanctions. I have always believed this, and I, and I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan or not, but there's the story that neither can live while the other survives. That's what State and Ole Miss are. They both can't be good at the same time. They can't. You, you, you don't, your, your recruiting base is too small in the state. You can't go out and get out-of-state out top players unless you're cheating. You can't. They they both cannot be good. Yeah, the the twenty fourteen twenty fifteen era proved that when they're both good too, it's kind of like overloading a circuit. Yeah, like the whole house burns down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yes, there is some. There should be some concern about that. I don't think both programs can continue to to. I think one of them will win seven or eight, nine games a year, and the other one's going to be a five, six win team. You don't think it's possible at all that it could ever be? Well, no. I mean, it's not going to be in the vicinity of this. But I, I was like Auburn, Alabama. Yes. No. No chance. Even Auburn and Alabama in like the 90s, where both things were just good. No, I don't think it's possible. Because you don't have the national recruiting base those two those schools have. Is there another in-state rivalry that... Like, I, I really do feel like... Where people are successful or... Well, no, I, I was just going to say, I feel like with State and Ole Miss, it really has been for the last three decades just dead even overall. Uh, is there um, another in-state rivalry that the is, Iron Bowl has been that way? It's been closer I than guess you think. So. I, I, I think the Saban era has just slanted my. Yeah, even I mean, though, even though they've beaten won, him a couple times, won six straight. Remember yeah. at one point, um, and Balzan has beaten him what three times? Thirteen. Uh, well, he's been there thirteen years. So three and ten is not if it's three times. But Malzahn's only been there. Uh, oh, that's right, Malzahn. Years. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an idiot. So yeah, I mean, he's faced uh, three different Auburn coaches. So yeah, I mean. There, there are probably a lot of them. Right, Florida, Florida State's been relatively close. Florida, Florida State had a long advantage. Now Florida's got the advantage, and and so on. Um, 
Clemson, South Carolina is a good example for State and Ole Miss of how things flip and how not, they can't both be good. You know, when South Carolina was really good, Clemson was not. Yeah. Now Clemson is really good, South Carolina is not. Yeah. I don't know if Oklahoma State's ever been really, really good, but Oklahoma just beats them like a Beats them every year. Like. Every year. Uh, Slimy Jack. It's an interesting name. What's the deal with Keandre Montgomery for basketball? Is he redshirting, opting out, or COVID? He, he played, played last night. He did play. I don't, um, know, I don't know what's going on here. I, I guess – I'm trying to think. Basketball this year, they're, they're not doing the whole extra year thing with basketball, are they? Or are they? Yeah, they are they with are. basketball. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so – he doesn't he, matter. Yeah. yeah, he can play and not even count. So. Right. So, Whit McAnally, what is your favorite Saturday Night Live lineup? Mmm – I loved it back in the day with Sandler and company. I say I'm a little older than you, so I yeah. like the Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey kind of years. Yeah, that was but, right. But right those are good my... years. Sandler and, and David Spade. And yep. Those were those were funny times too. Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. Pecans or almonds? Um, and I like them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough for me to pick one or the other. Uh, in my house, I'm either either that sting or we're at war <laughs> if you can't hear it folks we have the the, have the, the, uh, the, the, the storm siren. siren going off and start yeah I, I think i'd go pecans okay even though i'm, a, I'm an almonds guy okay I, i'd have to keep them away from katie my wife is deathly allergic to pecans so is i don't she? know about deathly but she's pretty bad allergic to pecans. it's where there's just pecans yeah it, it really is just pecans that's odd cashews or peanuts oh uh, again love them both um that's what's not cash, cash, cashews, cashews so is better. where i would yeah. go though uh, top three candy bars. You're not answering this. What, what do you well, do? I do like them, though. I, I used to mm-hmm. go all the time. We have to do bar, right? This is not just like, like Reese's. I can't. Reese's cups are out. Okay. Because uh, if Reese's cups are in, they're That'd one. That would be number one, yeah. But they're not. Uh, I'm going to go Snickers, one. Okay. Uh, Butterfinger, two. Ooh. I love me some Butterfinger. You and Bart and I, I, I would consider it one, but the thing with Butterfinger is sometimes it ticks you off because you. Take a bite and it just crumbles. Oh, all it's over everywhere. You. Yeah, can't, yeah, can't stand yeah. it. So uh, the messiness of it makes it too. Uh-huh. I was a big Twix fan back in the day, so I'll put Twix three. All right, I'm going to go Snickers one. Snick original Snickers. Yes. Not Snickers almonds yes. or anything like that. Snickers one. Number two is Whatchamacallit. Ooh, I love a Whatchamacallit. And then number three, I'll probably stick with Twix. Honorable mention to a Milky Way my, uh, Midnight Dark. My honorable mention would actually go to Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth is a good candy bar. Three Musketeers is a good candy bar. Midnight, uh, the Dark Chocolate Milky Way, that's honorable mention. Let's see here. Uh, and last one from Wit. What is your favorite piece of fried chicken? Um, Breasts. The thigh. Yeah, I like the just white meat. Oh, it's breast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Let I'm all wrong. in on that. Let me wrong. Uh, the, the American Dream, again, in the voice? Yes. Okay. Yes. Who can cut the best promo between the current MSU qu- coaches during these hard times? Man, I don't think there's a good promo cutter in that group, to be totally honest with you. There really isn't. I mean, Leach's promos would be weird. Howland is just so white bread. Lamonis, Lamonis is probably the answer by default. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm trying to. Moorhead would have been a good promo. Joe Moorhead could, could cut a promo. I mean, I mean he, he is a. Could you, I can see the American Dream. Everybody out there that thinks Ric Flair is going to win, they can pound sand and kick rocks, daddy. Yeah. I, I mean, that, yeah. that was a promo he cut after he the He cut Ed a Ball. promo. He cut one after the LSU game, too. Yeah, he sure did. You good, Brian? You good? <laughs> <laughs> he cut a promo on me. Uh, let's Man, see. he was so pissed after that game, wasn't he? The LSU game or the Ole Miss game? Wasn't it the LSU game yeah. that he came in? And like, yeah. 
He was mad. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, what's going on here? So, uh, second question from the American Dream. Uh, what's been more critical for the final two games? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. What's more critical for the final two games between O-line play and receiver's hands, daddy? O-line play. Every time. Yeah. Every time. No question. Uh, Jason Neal. I, I always like that. He, I like doing the voice. I gotta, I gotta be totally <laughs> honest with you. Uh, Jason Neal Galt wants to know after watching, uh, we, we already answered that one. If you listen to the first half of the podcast, you got that one. Do we know what the attendance policy for baseball is going to be? I assume it's gonna be 25%, but they got to figure out what they're going to do in the outfield a little bit, I think, because yeah, you can't let tough. them all, you can't let them all be packed in the outfield. You know, you, I mean, I, I, you have to. Gosh, that's that's going to be difficult. I, I, what I about said was skip a rig kind of deal, but I mean, if you're the rig to get skipped, I mean, you yeah. can't really well do that. Yeah, so I don't know how you do. I don't, I don't know how you do. I, I I wonder how much the world's going to change over the next couple months because I mean, supposedly these vaccines are about to start being rolled out yeah. in the next couple weeks, and so what kind of world are we looking at in February? If we're looking at a world where you know a lot of people have vaccines and and when when's the general public able to get it, and is this thing dying down a little bit? I I don't know. So, but the answer to the question, as of right now, is at least to my knowledge, nobody knows for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Another one from Jason. Uh, Will seem to have some some success running when Ole Miss dropped eight. Will we see that wrinkle added to the offense? I don't know if that's a wrinkle so much as him just finally clicking there. Like I need to go. You know, if you look up and there's green grass in front of you, and we, and we and Mike Leach says that yards are yards, then run. Yeah. That was, but that was a that was a big part of, of why State was successful. Saturday was a couple, there were two or three times where Will Rogers was able to take off and get yardage. Yeah, I wonder how much right now in particular Will has been coached to don't take a hit. You know, you, you cannot get hurt right now. Yeah, <laughs> the state just cannot afford him to get hurt. I, I really do wonder, and we don't know the exact nature of what KJ Costello's status is right now. Like, if if Will, God forbid, something happened, could KJ could he play quarterback right now? I, I don't know. Um, he apparently was not there in Oxford the other day. If right. he was, he was hiding. So that makes you believe that he's not currently available. And if he's not available, and then Will gets hurt. I really do genuinely wonder what happens then. Can you make some kind of adjustment to where you can say somebody that played quarterback in high school is that is on scholarship? Yeah, can you put him on, on the depth chart as a quarterback so that you can play? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know how how stern. Apparently, if you can play under the 53 and the SEC is like, okay, mm. go with it. Can you play with no scholarship quarterback in the SEC? I think that's say? where they okay. say no. I think that's where they say no, but I don't know. Uh, last one here from Jason. What's one WWE character you'd love to see in AEW? Right now? Yeah. Ooh. Daniel Bryan. Just for the matchups that would, that would, would create. Because Daniel Bryan's my favorite wrestler right there's, now. So Bryan versus Omega, Bryan versus... Those would be fantastic matches. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to go two different ways. I don't know which way I want to pick, but they need a big guy. Like, I don't know who they would pick, though. Like is who's a big uh, who's the big man over there right now? Bobby Lashley, Strowman, Strowman. That would be interesting, right? Because they don't have anybody like that. But the real answer to me is Bailey. Or yeah, Sasha they, Banks. they women. need a woman who come over and spark some interest. AEW's women's divisions. It's just not good. Charlotte. I mean, that's not going to happen. I don't think it's not but. Charlotte for sure. But the other ones, I mean, you never know. Uh, let's see here. Um, 
Jeff Hart, do you foresee Zach Arnett returning? I do because I, I really I get the impression that State is going to do everything. Yeah. To make sure it's going to be stays. tough though because he's going to. I mean, LSU I, is going to fire Bo Pelini. Uh Florida. I mean, we all saw him and Grantham get or he and Mullen getting into it. Todd Grantham probably not safe there. I think Pete Golding's turned it around. But in he, Alabama. here's what you got to ask yourself though: Is look, Zach Arnett has been a godsend for Mississippi State's defense. I'm not trying to take away. For the first time, it may sound like I'm trying to take away from what he's done, but I'm not. Is a program of the caliber of Florida. I know that we have kind of joked around before about Alabama and things like that. Are they going to look at what Zach Arnett did in 10 games at Mississippi State and say, yep, he's our guy? When, when you're those programs and you can afford basically anybody. Because I kind of don't think – I think Arnett may have to do what he's done this year again for some to get on the real radar of some right. of those other programs. Um so with all that being said, I, I think that even if somebody does come knocking, they're going to have to pony up to get him because I think State will do all it can to, they really to, need to. to, to maintain they, it. They, they, they need to do that. I agree. I think you're definitely going to get at least one more season out of him, uh, but we'll see after that. Uh, and then and our, the, more, the more I hear about that guy, man, just the more impressed I am with him. He's a great coach. I mean, he is a real diamond in the rough. Like from a guy that we had never – nobody nobody knew who that was at Mississippi State. No, no Unless you were just – unusual Mississippi State fan. When Zach Arnett was hired, was hired, you were just like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then since day one, I've been impressed with the guy. And it just and you want to talk about just, you know how fans just wear stuff yeah. for, for days and days and so days. He. He, he does. Yeah, he's got – And it's it, 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 he does it with us, and I've heard that he he does it like after game. I mean, he, he wears it. Like it it means she would be wise him. to put him out in front more often. Because that way, because you don't ever get that with Leach, right? Win or loss, he's always sort of the same guy. They would like stay. I think like after the game to let Arnett talk would be a good thing for Mississippi State. Well, I, he wears it so much. I think maybe directly after the game, sometimes may not may be not the be greatest safe. of. Ideas. Well, we'll see. we'll see. All right, our last question here comes to us from Sean Brown, who wants to know: of all the opt-outs this year, who would have changed the outcome of the last two games if they had stayed? Well, I mean, you got to. Depending on who it is, you got to make sure that if they stayed, they were bought in. I was gonna say, if I have a fully motivated and engaged Kylan Hill, give me him every time. I'll take him and probably Tyrell Shaver. Well, no, 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 no. I either want Tyler Williams or or Marcus Murphy. I need somebody in the secondary. Yeah. But if I can have a fully, if I can have last year's locked in, ready to play Kylan Hill, I want him. I mean, another guy in the secondary may have been the difference against Georgia and Ole Miss. Yeah. Marcus Murphy or Tyler Williams or, you know, Fred Peters is hurt, obviously. But somebody back there would have made a difference. So that's probably the answer to that. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for the week. So we'll be back with you well, on. That flew by. Yeah. Man. We'll be back on. Uh, it's possible. Unless I just missed some. You never know with Twitter these days. Um, well, you had a lot of happy birthdays thrown in there, too. So you could have skipped some. I, I, I think I did. I think I got it. I think I got it. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Back on Sunday afternoon, we'll, we'll do a, uh, a Sunday afternoon pod uh, on Sunday and then uh, everything back to normal next week. Have a great week, and Joel and I will be back with you sooner than you can think. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.